0: Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. Join me right now to take a look at this coming Sunday's Gospel reading. We've got Peggy Stanton, author of From the White House to the White Cross. She's a dame of the Order of Malta and, in fact, uh, has uh, given us the Order of Malta, Minutes with the Catechism. She was ABC News' first female Washington correspondent and has hosted many programs here on Ave Maria Radio, including the Malta Minute with the Catechism. Peggy, good to have you again. Thank you, Al. So good to be with you again. We have got uh, this famous passage. This is the, again, um, the love, the whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. Uh, Let me just read from Matthew 22, Mm -hmm. verses 34 Mm -hmm. to 40, and then we'll get into it. Right. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher... Which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest, and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. End quote. So there we have it. <laughs> Again,
1: you and I have commented on this several times, but how much our Lord can pack into a, a small yeah. paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in all the research I d- did, uh, there's so many um, long discussions on, on what was meant by this, and, and uh, our Lord <laughs> boiled it down to something very simple. Uh, but there are uh, interesting ways... To uh, examine this. Uh, from the Didache, of course, Bible, which you gave to me, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> it's in tatters now, and <laughs> I've had to tape it together. I'm glad it was you... used. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, um, it cites, always cites uh, its. Um, that it has taken its reflections from the Catechism and cites the paragraph. But I just thought it would be interesting to see how the Didache um, summed it up. when He says, when the Pharisees asked Christ which was the greatest commandment, and there were so many precepts in the Mosaic Law, he did not name any of the Ten Commandments, but the great commandments of love, which presuppose fidelity to the Ten Commandments. And once again, Jesus stressed the importance of external acts reflecting the observance of the law is accompanied and animated by the proper disposition of the heart, love of God and love of neighbor. The commandments find their true meaning in light of the two great commandments of love, And then the Didache cited three paragraphs from the Catechism as the source of its interpretation. Paragraph 1824 says, Fruit of the Spirit and fullness of the law, charity, keeps the commandments of God and his Christ, which are, of course, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Paragraph 2055 Uh, gives the quote that you gave from our Lord directly and says the Decalogue must be interpreted in light of this twofold yet single commandment of love as the fullness of the law. Then uh, the paragraph recites the, uh, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet and any other commandment are summed up in this sentence, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, because love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fullness of the law. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Finally, in paragraph 2083, Jesus sums up man's duties toward God when he says, you should love the Lord your God with your all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. So this immediately echoes the solemn call, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. God has loved us first. This is such an important point. He He has loved us first. And the love of the one God is recalled in the first of the ten words. The commandments then make explicit the response of love that man is called to give his God. Uh, the first commandment is I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage you should have no other gods before me you shall not make for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or is that in the earth below or that is in the water underneath the earth you shall not bow down to them or serve them it is written you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve.
0: Um yeah. It, I mean I, I think th- I think coming back to your, the recitation of the first commandment I I always think it's important to remember that God says I am the Lord your God but then he ties uh, hi, it himself to hi- historical actions. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt, mm-hmm. out of the house of bondage? He's not just a, you know, he's not just a, a transcendent principle. Mm-hmm. He's not just uh, the object of contemplation, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, uh, the the wholeness of, of the universe or something. Right. No, right. he's a, he's a god who acts in space in time. Mm-hmm. He he does things, um, and I think this is something we should keep in mind because biblical spirituality is never just interior. It always is related to being lived out and mm-hmm. taking action. Again, um, we
1: mentioned, yeah, external acts. Yes. He, yeah. 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 That's a very good point, uh, Al. Hadn't, you know, really focused on that. That's an excellent point that we should be focusing on. Uh, and there, as I said earlier, there, there was a lot of um, esoteric, um and educational you know uh probing into the history of of um this era and what the meaning what that meaning had for what Christ said but bishop robert Barron had a very uh kind of charming personal story in his reflection on this gospel and I and I think maybe this would resonate with everyone out there more than Uh, Too much esoteric (laughs) recitation. So he, Bishop Barron, recalls how he was invited to visit Rancho Mirage, Ronald Reagan's ranch, where the president loved to spend time riding and working. I was impressed, Barron says, by the natural beauty of the terrain, but what particularly struck me was the simplicity of the house. In fact, the bedroom that President Reagan and his wife shared was very small, very basic, rather inelegant. Hmm. When I remarked to one of the guides that Mrs. Reagan, given her refined taste, probably didn't much like the ranch, <laughs> <laughs> I would assume t- that yeah, same thing. Right. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, he smiled and said, "Oh no! On the contrary, she loved it because he loved it, and she loved him."
0: <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And and then Bishop Barron, I love the way he he p- ties this to the gospel. He says Bishop Barron likens Nancy's Reagan's reason for loving the ranch to God's coupling the two great commandments of love. First, that we love God above all things with everything we've got, and second, love our neighbors as ourselves. Bishop Barron asks, Why would Jesus add this fresh commandment as uh, that of loving our neighbors as ourselves? Well, he says, if we truly love God, then we will love everyone God loves, even those who for us are rather unlovable. Had she not fallen in love with Ronald Reagan, Nancy most likely wouldn't have cared for the rustic ranch. But she did fall in love with him, and he loved the ranch, so she loved it too. (laughs) If we haven't fallen in love with God, we will probably find a lot of people not to our liking. But if we do love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, we will love those whom he loves which means everyone. And then, uh, if we have time, I just wanted to read um, this this uh, comment from uh, Catherine Doherty. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, she says, "Let every day be the day." Whoops! I'm losing this on my <laughs> 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 on my on my iPad.
0: Okay. It just
1: flew away. But so, but fortunately, mm-hmm. I have. Have it on paper. Very good. This is Catherine Doherty. She says, Let every day be the day of beginning again of loving Christ a little more, of hungering for him a little more, of turning our face to him. To accomplish this, all we need to do is to look at the person next to us. We must never forget that we shall be judged on love alone and that there is only one way to love God and prove it to him, by loving our neighbor, hmm. the person next to us at any given moment. I repeat, turning our face and heart to Christ simply means turning to the one who is next next to us at this particular moment in our life. If we do, that dearly beloved, we shall become saints.
0: I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah, I love it because it's so immediate. Yeah. Uh, you can do it. Uh, a lot of times we think about how, how, how when we're told to love uh, even our enemies, we say, how can we do this? Uh, yeah, it, It's right. so expansive, so massive, yeah. a commandment. Yeah. Uh, so I love this kind of uh, a suggestion. Uh, get into the habit of turning to the person next to you. You know, and, okay,
1: Al, uh, that's you. I love
0: right you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love you, Peggy.
1: <laughs> now, that, now we've proved to God we love him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it, this, you know, the funny thing, I think I've said this before when we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was much younger, uh, the command to love struck me as kind of, well, sure, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course you ought to love everybody. And, you right. know, it, it's kind of not that interesting even. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's kind of simple. Um, yeah. And then once you take seriously, though, the commandment yeah. and how to actually do it, mm-hmm. then you realize the profundity of mm-hmm. the commandment. It, yeah. it doesn't just come easy. It is yeah. something that has to be, um, well, it's a work of grace in your life. It is also a, a, a cultivation of virtue. It has to become a habit. Mm-hmm. You want to learn to love. And, of course, the d- cultivation of habit, y- you need to be able to exercise that. So mm-hmm. this turning to the person next right, to you yeah. uh, is one way of doing it. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a, just a wonderful way of beginning the task of learning to love one another.
1: I know. I know. It, it Because... Uh, as as uh, some research pointed out, that our Lord was not um, making it easier for us. In a sense, it was more right. challenging That's than right. observing the 613 precepts of the Jewish demands. And um, Professor John Berksman is, puts it well, and he says, the love of the Holy Spirit is key. We can't live up to the command of love until we learn to love God with the love of God, which has been given us, our own feeble efforts are not going to be sufficient. Yeah. But, it, but, but, you know, like you say, I think this is a grace from, from God um, sa- giving us this story and giving us this idea that we just love the person next to us. Uh, yes.
0: Uh, you know, again, when one is younger, when you think of love, you t- associate it with emotions. Uh, when you're older... You associate love with an act of the will. Exactly. You know? Precisely, yeah. Peggy, thanks once again. Thank you, Al. Okay, we'll talk soon. (laughs) Peggy Stanton. Again, we have uh, follow-up information. If you want to, Peggy's books are available in the online bookstore. And uh, just head on over to albemarioradio.net.